Well, hello there. As always, I'm sports editor Chris Shans, and welcome back to the Commercial Review Podcast. I'm coming at you a little belatedly, at least, with episode four. Winter is almost over. The weather's starting to get warmer, and practices for all five spring sports are finally underway. But before we get too much into hearing the ting of metal bats, feeling the breeze on the golf course, or watching kids run really fast, we're going to rewind a bit to talk about basketball, as the state tournaments in both Indiana and Ohio will be wrapping up here soon. For this show, I sat down with a pair of seniors, one from Jay County High School and another from Fort Recovery, who had their basketball careers come to a close within the last month, which, unfortunately, is about the last time I released a show. I apologize for that, though. I I really do. But like I said back in my intro episode, I wouldn't be able to guarantee how often I'd be able to produce shows with the crazy schedule that I have from one season to the next. So while these two players, Jay County Shelby Caldwell and Peyton Judy for Recovery, had careers that differ greatly from one another, they do have one thing in common. Both have scored 1,000 points for their career. I hope you enjoy the conversations that I had with them. I'm here with Shelby Caldwell, a three-sport athlete at Jay County High School. Shelby joined the soccer program a couple years ago as a goalkeeper, just finished up her fourth year in the varsity basketball team, and is just about to start her final season on the softball diamond. Shelby, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, Other than the sports I mentioned, what other extracurricular activities do you participate in? Um, I was in student council for my first three years, but then I kind of dropped it because it got too much. Um, I'm in National Honor Society, and I have been for a while, and then... I have been volunteering at the West Jay Community Center um, for the last two months now just because I have to do it for one of my classes and then I finish my hours and I just decide to keep doing it because it gets me out of the house since I don't have practice on Saturdays anymore. What do you do there? Um, I run the score for, um, there's a men's league from two to five. Mm-hmm. So basically anyone, there's some in high school, but mostly it's people that have graduated and then older guys that don't have a league. Mm-hmm. Um, so they started, Luke Getz started it up because he thought that Dunkirk needed something like it. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, in terms of those extracurricular activities, which is your favorite? Do you have one? Mm, probably National Honor Society because it's definitely for a good cause. I mean, mm-hmm. um, the people that started Feed My Starving Children, that was definitely one of the right. like the greatest ideas I've ever mm-hmm. thought of. Uh, is there something you wish you could have done if you had more time? Mm, I wish I would have volunteered more. Until this year, I didn't start volunteering because I had to do senior service learning hours in my college class. I had to volunteer. I wish I would have done more because there's definitely people that look up to athletes, no matter if you're good or not. And I think that that could have helped a lot. Mm -hmm. I would have volunteered more. So let's get back to your time on the hardwood. Um, You had many individual accomplishments despite one major setback, Mm -hmm. which we'll get to that. Um, I'm going to list off where you stand in the Jay County record book in a few categories. You ready? Yeah. First for points scored in a game with 41. First with three-pointers in a career with 101. Your 44 three-pointers this season rank second. You are also tied for second in three-pointers during a game with seven. Yes? Yes. Mm -hmm. In terms of points, the 458 you scored this year is third for a season and your 1,074 points for a career ranks third. You were also close to the top five in rebounds in a season, with 199, which you had last year, mm-hmm. and rebounds in a career with 473. Out of those, which is the most meaningful to you? Um, I'd have to say my 41-point game. Um, I always say Shannon Freeman, but she was on me forever about beating that record. Her... um. 
record for most points in career. She would write letters to me and tell me that I need to get myself in gear and mm-hmm. get going. And to actually be able to break one of those records and be above her is awesome. She keeps going. She texts me all the time and tells me how I broke that record and how proud she is of me. And that just, it's better than my parents telling me they're proud. <laughs> So she's been a pretty big supporter of mm-hmm. you and your accomplishments? Yes. What does that mean to you then to have one of, if not the best player in the history of the program, to be as happy for you and want you to break those records? It's absolutely amazing. She invited me to her Hall of Fame induction ceremony, um, and I got to watch that happen. And to be a part of that and for then for her to be a part of mine is amazing because although she wasn't there for me growing up and didn't start training me like my parents did she definitely she's not one of those that oh you can't break my record you can't do that she pushed me to do it Mm -hmm. she made me do it Mm -hmm. and it's amazing so out of all those things that I mentioned that you've been able to do which of those came as the most surprising the definitely the 41 point game um when I played against Bluffton and then coach wouldn't let me get the break the record because he didn't want me to get hurt because that was the first year back. He's like, oh, you'll have other games. You'll get close. I was like, nuh-uh. There's no way I'm getting close. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I came out, I think, the third quarter, and they said, you are only seven points away from tying the record. And I was like, nuh-uh. I only have, like, 20 points. They're like, no, you have 33. So it was definitely a shock because I never expected it to happen. Mm-hmm. Fourth game your sophomore year. Mm. Tore your ACL. Yeah. Did you ever think that you'd be able to rebound from that and have the career that you did? I was definitely optimistic about it. Um, My dad dislocated his kneecap when he was in high school, and he said that he was never the same, and he put that in my head from the beginning, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be so hard. And then if you've ever seen the movie Love and Basketball, it's one of my favorite movies, and he never came back from that. I haven't actually seen it. You've never seen that? You have to watch it. Okay. He didn't come back from an ACL tear, so I was – like there's no way they always say that you don't come back from it and then my surgeon told me and it's one of the most painful things I've ever gone through my surgeon told me at three months that he would have released me but my head wasn't in it he said you're ready physically but your head's not Mm -hmm. in it at all and I was like well what the heck like I could be playing softball right now he's like no you're not ready and then um he released me at six months and I got released on a Tuesday and I played that Thursday in the summer (laughs) league and the first day I was like sketchy about it, but then coach just kept going like, you're fine. Like, don't think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't think about it, then it's not there. Right. And my confidence grew, my confidence grew. So, I mean, I have to give it to my parents and my coach and my teammates because they all got my head into it. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that's miraculous about that too is you didn't wear a brace. Nope. How does that affect your mindset then? You see people who tear their ACLs or just have like a, you know, a minor knee surgery and they wear big bulky braces. Mm -hmm. You didn't. I mean, how does that affect your mindset in terms of being able to come back? That's why I wore knee pads. Um, My surgeon would not prescribe me a brace. He said that he's a newer one. He's Ball State surgeon. He basically told me that that was the worst decision a surgeon could ever do. He said that um, basically when you get a big knee brace, you relax your muscles and they weaken instead of strengthen, which means you're more likely to tear it. And a brace doesn't stop you from twisting, which is what you tear your ACL with. So basically he said, just get something that's like small, that's not going to prohibit anything and it'll just put your mind at ease. Mm -hmm. So that's why we got knee pads because then if I fall, it's not going to hurt. So that definitely, like him not prescribing a knee brace probably was the best thing because more than likely I would have toured again if he would have. Fast forwarding this year against Southern Wells, 
you needed just a few baskets to reach a thousand points and it took you a little bit to yeah. get there um how difficult was you was it for you in the early goings of that game to finally get that thousand points it's for me when i get nervous i start to shake <laughs> so against blackbird when they told me that I needed more, and I went in, and I airballed a three. I was shaking, shaking, shaking. And then I knew I needed, like, seven or five points against Southern Wells, and I was shaking. I was like, I'm never going to get it. I'm not <laughs> going to score five or seven points. I'm just going to have the worst game ever. And then Kendra and Hannah Phillips just kept feeding me the ball, and they're like, just shoot the ball. It's going to go in. Just shoot it. Mm-hmm. So definitely they contributed to that happening because I did have to shoot it a lot to actually score it, and then after that happened, everything was okay. Three players in the girls program have scored a thousand points three players in the boys program have scored a thousand points did you think this would happen when you got here as a freshman it was definitely one of my goals and i knew that it was something that i could reach um as a freshman as a hothead freshman the thought <laughs> i was the best thing ever i knew that i was going to get it and then my sophomore year i was like well i'm obviously not indestructible so then i started to have doubts and think that I couldn't do it and then junior year and senior year I was like well it's not important but I know that I can get there so if it happens it happens if it doesn't then it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. I mean no one's really gonna I mean they will remember it but no one's gonna walk up to me when I'm 40 and be like oh yeah you broke the you got a thousand points that's not the most important thing Mm -hmm. so I definitely let it go do you wonder, like, what if, if you didn't get hurt as a sophomore? Like, what could have been? Could you, do you think you yeah. could have given Shannon's 14.58 a run? Yeah. Um, she told me that I could have done it with my ACL tear, and I knew that she was crazy because <laughs> she's like, I did it in three years. You can do it in three years. I was like, well, I didn't have that great of a freshman year. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whatever, you can do it. But I knew that it wasn't something that was possible just because of the way that I play um, I knew that it wasn't going to happen, mm-hmm. but I was going to try my best. I mean, I wanted to make her proud of me. I right. didn't want her to think that I just gave up on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was something that I knew I couldn't get, but I put on a facade that I thought I could. <laughs> um, you've had the opportunity to win six out of eight conference championships in basketball. You've got three more as part of the soccer team or just two? Because um, I know three. they won four. So you got three? Yes. It's nine conference championships. Do any of them stand out to you as the most important? last or this year's basketball yes basketballs um well the refs definitely gave us the win against Bluffton I'm gonna be honest on that one they did but after losing um the championship in the conference semifinal yeah that was the yeah they definitely gave us that win yeah Um, the controversial play with yes two shots or one shot and make yeah okay Mm -hmm. um but last year when we lost um, we felt awful because we lost it for the seniors. Like, we did it. Right. So then this year, it was definitely, like, a makeup. We had to win. Mm-hmm. We had to start it over. We had to. And it's our last one. You appreciate it more when it's your last yeah. one. Because yeah. you're like, I'm never going to get this again. Mm-hmm. And sectional was controversy over whether we'd get to cut a net down. So. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite moment on the basketball court this year? On the basketball court? Oh, I guess it's not one moment, but every single time that Hannah Phillips would pass it into me in the post and I would act like I was going to shoot it and pass back out and she'd hit a three, that was one of my favorites. And then I don't know who it was against, but Hannah Dillon hadn't been hitting in one of the games. I looked at her and said, I'm passing it to you. You are going to shoot it and you're going to make it. And mm-hmm. she made it. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of my favorite plays too. 
I know you, I know you've had a lot of individual successes, but to see some of your teammates do those things, mm-hmm. like with the the career that Kendra Mullenkamp has put together with her assistant steals, uh, what is it like for you to to see your friends, your teammates, have careers in games like that? It's so rewarding to myself to see that because they can't, no one can get awards by themselves. So you know that you're helping them contribute to going into the record books, to having a name for themselves, to like being excited about something i mean we had awards night last night mm-hmm. and everyone was getting awards and i was just like hannah phillips got three point percentage the highest one and i was so happy for her because mm-hmm. she was so ecstatic about it and it brings me more joy to see someone else happy about their awards than mine mm-hmm. pick the one favorite moment of your basketball career um coach dancing in the locker room when acac Either last year or the year before, there was a dance. Cool. Uh, this is Kirk Comer? Coach Comer. Okay. I have a, I don't know if I still have the video, but I know <laughs> Hannah Alt does. She's dancing with him, and he was dancing with us. And okay. it was to kind of, like, calm our nerves a little bit because we were nervous. It had to be last year. And um, it was one of the best things ever mm-hmm. because that's Coach Comer dancing in a locker room. Yeah, doesn't that, well, first of all, you know, he doesn't – I'm sure he doesn't dance much anyway. No. Let alone in a locker room. Um, I think I've asked you, asked you this before. Do you have plans to play in college? Um, Purdue Fort Wayne texted me the other day okay. to see if I wanted to, but um, she's not sure if they have a nursing program. Okay. So we'll see. I've already put my down payment on for Ball State, so that's my go plan B. Okay. So maybe. Um, what I guess what would it take for you to go up to Fort Wayne then? Nursing program. Okay. <laughs> and to feel like home. Um I like Ball State because it is close to home. I'm very close to my family um, and my friends, and I already have it planned out where if I do go to Ball State, I'm living with Kendra and Alyssa Burchette and Alice Powers from Bluffton and maybe Hannah Dillon, and that just seems so much fun if I go to Purdue-Fort Wayne by myself. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if they can, if it's cheaper than Ball State or pretty close and if they have a nursing program, then I'd probably end up going there. So looking back on the career then, is there anything that kind of sticks out to you that, that meant the most to you in, in terms of – it just doesn't have to be just basketball in general. I guess, you know, basketball, soccer, softball, anything stick out the most to you? Um, being so close with some of my friends, um, I don't. I left in eighth grade and went to Winchester, and I came back and I was kind of, we weren't, none of us were really friends my freshman year because everyone was pretty upset that I left. And then sophomore year, I got beyond close with Kendra, Hannah, and Hannah, and I cherish that friendship. They are some of my best friends, and I'm glad that I came back to get those friendships because they're mm-hmm. one in a million. <laughs> do you still have friendships with the uh, the girls at Winchester? Yes. To see them do what they've done these last mm-hmm. two years to make it to state finals, is that, I mean, what is that like? Yeah, um, I used to play with Maddie Lawrence um, uh-huh. in middle school, and her mom would always text me and tell me how proud she was of me, and I just, I'm so proud of them because Coach G... She turned a program, they were like three and what, 23 or something like yeah, that yeah. before she got there, and she turned it around. And Shelby Miller is a whole different player. Hannah Graff, Sarah Graff, they're all different players. Kira, when I got there in eighth grade, she didn't even play basketball. Yeah. I met her at volleyball, and I was like, you're 6'3", and you don't play basketball. Right. And it's amazing to see how far they've come. I love them to death. <laughs> what is it like playing against them? I, I know you guys haven't been able to beat them these last couple of years, but to have that competition on the on the floor with somebody that you used to play with, and that you're pretty good friends with, what is that like? Um, it's definitely upsetting because <laughs> I want to beat them so bad just right. to prove. Right, n- Really not to prove anything, just to rub it in their faces. But 
I love playing against him. I never really played against Maddie Lawrence or Shelby Miller or anything like that. And I love playing against him because although it's competition, it's fun competition. Mm-hmm. It's not like elbows and tripping people or anything like that. It's you knock someone down, you pick them up and give them a hug and stuff like that. I love that. Having played with them and then playing against them, does it give you any sort of edge? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know some of their plays from when I went to the practices freshman year, but it doesn't give you an edge. They execute them so well mm-hmm. that it doesn't help. Right. Uh, so that's all I have for questions, Shelby. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to speak with me, uh, and I wish you the best of luck in the softball diamond this year. Thank you. Now I'm joined by Peyton Judy, also known as Petey, a Fort Recovery High School senior who was able to do some quite amazing things in the basketball court in his four years for the Indians. He reached a career milestone in scoring and earned many conference and statewide honors along the way. Peyton, first of all, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, before we talk about this past season and your career at Fort Recovery, I have to know, how did you get the nickname Petey? Um, I honestly, I'm not real sure. Ever since I can remember when I was little, it's been a name I've always been called, so... Honestly, I couldn't tell you. This is kind of like a family thing. Yep, then. yep. Careers in Indian came to a close a little more than a week ago with that loss to, to Minster um, in the sectional final. Now that the defeat isn't so fresh, you know, let's revisit that game a little bit. Um, you guys trailed by double digits twice in the second half. Was there any point in which you guys felt that you were out of that game? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I guess we always think we have a chance to win. In that game, we kept coming back. We had huge threes from multiple guys. Ian Homan was huge in that game yeah, yeah. down the stretch. I don't think we really thought we were out of that game until they were shooting free throws at the end, and then it kind of hit in. It's no surprise the first time you guys played, they were absolutely lights out from three. I think they were like 14 of 20. Um, they won by 31. What was the difference the second time you guys played them? I think we, we had a lot more film. We saw what Verzales was able to do against them, and it worked, and they beat them pretty easily. So we kind of went in with the same game plan Verzales had, and uh, we, we felt confident because we were playing a lot better down the stretch than we were early on in the season, and no one wants to lose. It was a win-or-go-home win situation, so we, we felt confident going in. How tough was it to take, take that loss given how close you guys were at the end? It was extremely difficult considering it was the last game I was ever going to suit up, and we knew that going in. And it was hard because we felt we played good enough to win, but they made big shot after big shot. So early in February, playing Marion local, defending state champs, you need nine points to hit a thousand. You finished with six. Ended up being you know the season low. What what happened? Uh, I don't know. I think. I was kind of pressing a little bit, I think, on offense, and it kind of showed that was probably my worst game as a yeah. senior that year. I don't know. I think I was pressing a little bit. It kind of got to me that, that I wanted that out of the way, but I got it at home, which was important to me, and I kind of I, I enjoyed that. I mean, what did that mean for you to, to be able to do that at home then? It meant a lot because my, my whole family was able to be there and witness it. My sister was home, and... I don't know. The atmosphere there is something I, I'll never experience again, and so I was extremely thankful for that. Just kind of let that sink in a little bit. Seventeen players in the history of Fort Recovery basketball have scored a thousand points. You're one of them. You're eleventh all time in the scoring list. What does that mean for you? It means a lot, considering when I came in, I was like I was expecting to play a little bit of varsity time. I, I played JV as a freshman, and then coming in as a sophomore, I played just here and there, not a whole lot. So. I didn't really think that it would ever be 
true. Like I was dreamed about it. Obviously, everyone dreams about that going in, but it's it's seriously a dream come true. Sort of in the com- same conversation now with Greg Colick, Elijah Colick. You know, your assistant coach Bob Leverett. I mean, does that have any impact for you? Does that have any meaning to be kind of compared to them in a way? Oh uh, yeah, that's huge to me. I was a, when I was a little kid, it was always Greg. Everyone wanted to be that, and then Elijah. I was a manager on the team when Elijah was there, so mm-hmm. we were always close. So considered to be in the same conversation as those guys, is it's it's amazing. So now let's just talk about some of the things you've been able to do other than score a thousand points. Um, you've been first team All Mac the last two years. You were second team as a sophomore, I believe. You've been named All District teams. You know, <clears throat> the last couple of years. Do those have any meaning for you? I mean, what are those? How do those rank rank for you in terms of things you've been able to do in uh, your career? Yeah, that's huge. Obviously, it's about winning first, but to see like the hard work come in to play and be able to be recognized as that kind of player it's 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 crazy to me because I never thought that I would ever happen some of the individual things as well last year you had 73 three-pointers one shy of Leverett for the season season record were you aware of that no 70 I think I tied it Oh, did in the you? game against Coldwater, yep, 74. I mean, just Lever was a shooter. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's a short guy. He, he shot. I mean, you're in the same conversation with him in terms of that. How have you been able to kind of hone your craft from distance then and, and be in the conversation along with him? Uh, it's a lot of shooting, um, a lot of time after practice, before practice shooting, and he'll never let that go. That We're tied still, so that's just funny to me that did, he's still there with us. Did you know that it was close or that it was even you, you even had a chance to uh, reach it? Yeah, Coach Bayshore told me before the game against Coldwater last year, he said, you're one away from Bob, and we're going to get it just like rubbing his face a little bit. Mm-hmm. And after that game, he kind of – Leverett kind of said something to me like, you're, I just know you wanted to be tied with me at the end of the day. And I was like, yeah, I guess. Was there any pressure with that too? Like you said, you've faced some pressure against Marion Local trying to get the 1,000, but did you feel any sort of pressure knowing that you were that close? Uh, not a whole lot. Obviously, I wanted to beat him because yeah. I mean, that's the competitive nature in me. But, you know, yeah, there's a little pressure there, but that's all right. You played football your first two years, mm-hmm. and then you kind of stepped away from the football field to focus on basketball. Because you wanted to play, you want to play in college. Yeah. How has the recruitment process been for you? Uh, it's been good. I have an offer from Thomas Moore. I got that over the summer. They're an NAIA Division One school, and I've been talking to a couple other NAIA schools: Mount Vernon, Nazarene, Indiana University East, and then I've still been in contact with Malone. So it's been good. Where's Thomas Moore? Thomas Moore's just south of Cincinnati in northern Kentucky. So okay. the drive is pretty easy. What's the most important choice for you in determining a college in which you want to go to? Uh, I think the uh, relationship with the coaching staff is probably the most important thing to me because with Coach Bayshore, it was always a mutual respect between us. And I want to I want a coach that I can level with, like we can always trust in each other and always give input. Have you committed yet? No, I have not. Any idea when you want to make a decision? Uh, I want to know by April, I think, before okay. the year's over so I can just so I can relax a little bit. Does location have anything to do with your decision? Uh, yeah, I want to be... I want to be close. I mean, a neighboring state wouldn't be too bad, but I want to be able to have my family be there. People who've always seen me grow up be mm-hmm. there. So, any idea what you want to study? What do you want? To I do? want to study either communications or something in the business management field. But I don't know. I like talking, so communications <laughs> would be easy for me. Do you know what you would want to do in terms of talking? Yeah, like? I want to be a. Uh, I want to recruit for a college someday, okay. and me and Coach Bayshore are coming back and forth on that. He, uh, he's always welcome on my staff. He said I'm always welcome on his. So. <laughs> Um, last four years in terms of your athletic career with, with basketball and, and or football, what stands out to you the most? 
Uh, just the relationships, I think. Um, whether it's with Fort Recovery people or other schools, I mean, I know all the coaches in the MAC, and they've been great to me. Even Portland's coach has always been a great guy to me. So I think the relationship aspect of it, the uh, the kids also, I mean, they're always saying, "Petey, like great game," and it's, it's just crazy because they're always looking up to me, and it's crazy to think that I was in that position one day too. Who influenced you the most in terms of the, your style of play or um, the player that you've become? I mean, I grew up watching it. I love Kevin Durant. It's probably my favorite player of all time. And I kind of compared myself, like his play style to mine. He's a bigger guard, and that's what I am at the high school level. So I've always watched his tape to always model after him. But also Greg, obviously, Greg Colling. Watching him when I was really young, everybody wanted to be him. So that's where I went with it. Thanks for joining me, Petey. Um, best of luck for, the, for you in the future. Just look forward to keeping up with you and, and your college plans and what you do in the basketball court. So. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to listen to episode four of the Commercial Review Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversations with Shelby and Petey, and I hope you come back for episode five. Remember, if you have any comments about this show, have suggestions for future episodes, or you would like to recommend guests, please send an email to sports at thecr.com. I also created a Twitter account, which you can follow at the underscore cr underscore podcast again thanks for listening and be on the lookout for the next one have a good one